This is the Create Love, Create Freedom podcast. My name is Allison Fisher, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing sexual polarity. Sexual polarity is something that I have been learning about, um, particularly from the work of David Data. I first came across this when an ex-boyfriend asked me to read the book, The Way of the Superior Man, and I have continued to read everything David Data has published because it is incredibly profound. Um, At first, it felt very, very much like it was kind of upholding masculine society. But the more that I studied it and the more that I looked into it, the more I realized it was my deepest heart's yearning. So I'm going to take some time today to explain sexual polarity. And then I'm also going to explain how I use it in my own life and my relationships. And first, I would like to say that you sexual polarity is is not based on gender. So we each have both masculine and feminine energy within us. Um, And so a man who has more feminine energy um, can be heterosexual, um, can also be homosexual. Um, And the same thing is true with women, women with naturally more masculine energy can be in a heterosexual or a homosexual relationship. So when we talk about sexual polarity, change my wording, if that is helpful for you, um, to fit your lifestyle um, and your, you know, uh, relationships, um, your sexuality, uh, that kind of thing. So to understand the nature of sexual passion and spiritual openness, We really need to understand that sexual attraction is based on sexual polarity, the force of attraction that arcs between the masculine and feminine poles. David Data spent some time talking about how, you know, when when magnets attract, right? Um, It's not two likes. It's, It's two dissimilar magnetic fields. And I found that to be very interesting because in order to create this kind of force of attraction uh, between either men and women or two men or two women, these two poles of masculine and feminine is really the potency that tends to disappear in modern relationships. So one of the things that has been taught to me over the years has been this idea of the 50-50 relationship. And what I have found is that, you know, when I've done my healing work and looked at wounds and healed um, attachment uh, wounding and traumas and really worked on becoming securely attached, right? Um there's still sometimes this lack of sexual attraction 
to, for me, masculine men, um, because they're not playing to their fullest gifts. And what I found is also kind of this desire for things to be 50-50 in the relationship. Now, I do think that both men and women can both clean the house or work on the car or, you know, lift weights or shoot a bow and arrow or a firearm, right? Um, that's not, that's not the 50-50 in the relationship. The 50-50 in the relationship is really where the love may be strong and the friendship may be strong but the sexual polarity or the sexual chemistry disappears. The sexual attraction disappears. And so the vibrancy of the relationship fades unless in moments of intimacy, one partner is willing to play the masculine and one partner is willing to play the feminine. So again, regardless of gender, each of us have both inner masculine and inner feminine energy. We, um, when I lived in China, we looked at yin and yang. And when you look at that symbol, the black and the white, the masculine and the feminine, there's that small dot, right? That represents the opposite of whatever that color is. The black has a small white dot. The white has a small black dot. And Um, my teacher at the time, um, at the university was talking about, you know, masculine and feminine as well. So this idea that we each have access to both of these, right? Um, allows us to play into both of those energies at different times. So your sexual essence, is your core. If you have a more masculine sexual essence, you might enjoy staying home and playing with the kids. But deep down, you are driven by a sense of mission. You may not know your mission, but unless you discover it and live it fully, your life will be empty at its core. And if your intimate relationships, you know, even if your intimate relationships and family life is full of love, So the masculine needs the mission. If you have a more feminine sexual essence, your professional life is incredibly important to you, but your core won't be fulfilled unless love is flowing fully in your family and your intimate life. So the mission or the search for freedom is the polarity of the masculine, whereas the search for love is the polarity of the feminine. And this is very interesting to me as well, right? The the feminine, for the feminine, the search for love touches the core. Uh, For me personally, I'm a very feminine woman. Now I've had to go through my own iterations um, and my own kind of cycles um, because we live in a very masculine society and our masculine society has told me you're only going to feel fulfilled through, you know, your work, your career, 
climbing the corporate ladder, that kind of thing. And that has not been a bad or a negative quest. But what I've had to learn through that is, no, in fact, my deepest self is not fulfilled in that way. It's important to me. My business is very important to me, my career. But deep down, I've had to come back to those really feminine parts of myself. So because I I want to be filled with love. I want there to be love flowing at all times. The masculine wants to feel the bliss of life lived at the edge. The feminine wants the bliss of real love. Now, these are the, the more extreme sides, right? What is interesting to me is when we use sexual polarity in relationships, as I said before, one person needs to play the role of the masculine and one person needs to play the role of the feminine. Um, What I have really found is that as a woman, The paradox is that the feminine has to learn how to open her body, vulnerable, full of love's radiant life force at all times when she is playing to her feminine core and her feminine essence. So in my life, I spend time in both energies. And I've had to learn how to do this over the years, move back and forth between both feminine, my feminine and my masculine. So my feminine wants this like deep connection and love. My masculine wants to go out and get things done. So I use both of them. So when I go out into um, my career or the workplace or, um, you know, my business, it's very focused. It's very um, goal-oriented, right? I have specific goals. I go, I meet them. I think of myself more as like a huntress, right? I have my bow and arrow. I take aim at my target or my goal, and I eat what I kill, meaning I bring home the money that I need in order to, to live. But when I come home, my deepest hurts yearning is to be in my feminine. And so I've had to learn how to move back into that feminine throughout my day and sometimes move into my masculine. I need to be very mission focused. I need to be very uh, strategic, right? Big thinker. And then there's times I need to be very tactical, take action on this one thing. Yet, as I just said, my deepest heart's yearning is to surrender, to be open to love, to be fully penetrated by the masculine. Yes, sexually, but also my heart, those deeper um, 
that those deeper kinds of layers of who I am, my psyche, um, and who I am as a woman. Now, what's interesting to me being a woman in the world who, um, you know, has, as I said before, has done a lot of healing work and is looking for a man who matches her, right? I find that I go places um, because I am an accomplished woman. Um, I'm well-educated. Um, you know, I'm beautiful, you know, all those different kinds of things. I will have men that will approach me. And um, uh, for example, one time I was ordering a drink and I said, I'd like a Laphroaig 18. And the guy looked at me and he was like, wow, you're really intimidating. You know, something more than uh, a whiskey, more than Jack Daniels. Um, and whiskey happens to be a passion of mine. Um, I find it very enjoyable to, you know, understand and know the different kinds of, uh, whiskeys, uh, bourbons and, uh, scotches. Um, I enjoy having a wee dram, <laughs> uh, every once in a while. Yet at the same time, I'm also a deeply feminine woman. So a man who calls me intimidating is not going to be the right man for me. I need a man who's very confident in his masculine, um, a man who has worked on healing his deepest wounds, those wounds from childhood, that trauma, and is willing to open to the feminine. Because the more a man roots down into the earthy, feminine. Because think of, of the feminine. It is nature. It is mother nature. It is that expression, that earthiness. The more he roots down into my deepest feminine, the more that I can rise up into my most sacred feminine. And commune with the divine masculine. So for me, as a woman, when I recognize that a man is untethered to the earth, he feels very unsafe to be with. The more a man is in touch with his sacred, full, embodied masculinity, the more he roots down into my earthy, divine feminine as his counterpart, the more I can rise up to meet him. And I think that this is the foundation of desire partnered with intimacy. Desire is that sexual attraction, right? That sexual polarity. I, because I want to be in my deepest feminine, I need a man who fully embodies his masculine. He may have wounds. He may be working, certainly working on those wounds, but he opens up to the full vulnerability of who he is. And I open up to the full vulnerability of who I am. And our deep connection to our energetic and sexual polarity is what helps our lovers, our partners, 
meet their sexual polarity. It's what creates this, basically the opposite of the 50-50. I'm going to bring only a part of my feminine. You're going to bring only a part of your masculine. And what I see in society, um, not... uh, not with everyone, of course. There are people who are working on their sexual polarity, being very deeply rooted in that deepest core self, whether it's deeply masculine or deeply feminine, whether they are men or women, right? Because again, gender does not matter. Then that sexual attraction stays there. It also creates some conflict in relationship. That's a podcast I will do here in the future, which is conflict in relationships. It's not a bad thing. We are not going to be, we can have a a sense of being equals in the relationship. We each bring something that is different yet at the same level as the other person the same kind of high bright vibrational frequency, yet we're still going to be bringing different things to the relationship. And the more that I play to my feminine pole, the more I look for a man who plays to his deepest, most embodied masculine pole. And the less I'm attracted to men who can't meet me at those places. So this requires me as a woman to stay very open to my deepest core. And as David Data talks about in uh, The Way of the Superior Man, by the way, if you are a man or woman, I highly recommend reading it and reading it with your partner, whether you are in a heterosexual or a homosexual relationship. Um, Each of us bringing our greatest gifts into the world allows our partner, our spouse, our lover, to also do the same, to not only play deeper into their sexual pull so that the chemistry, the sexual attraction in the relationship stays very high, but also so that we each come to the relationship with our fullest gifts and stay very rooted in our truth even though that brings a lot of conflict, or maybe not a lot, but it brings conflict in the relationship. One of the things that I heard from the Gottman Institute, um, John Gottman has written many books on marriage, and he talks about how most of the things that you want resolved in your relationship are never going to be resolved. And I feel that that is so true, especially when you're playing to these very different poles, right? If my partner is very deeply in his masculine and I'm very deeply in my feminine, yes, he switches when perhaps he's around children or, um, you know, deeply connecting to someone's pain or their trauma, right? Um, 
And I may very much be in my masculine when I am going after a goal, uh, focused, you know, uh, for a time on, on career and work. But then we switch back into whatever is our deepest core. We aren't going to see things the same. There is going to be conflict. Yet that also creates both deep sexual desire, right? Desire is mystery. It's not always knowing or seeing. Yet intimacy, that it also brings deeper intimacy at the same time, because intimacy is knowing someone well, it's closeness, right? So the vulnerable piece for us is to have those points of desire, as well as intimacy. And so much of that I have found as a woman, um, you know, because I hear a lot of times people will say, um, or, you know, society, or I will think in my own mind, well, how do I keep a man, right? If intimacy destroys desire, and desire destroys intimacy, right? Because one is distance and one is closeness. How do I keep someone happy? Happy is probably not the right word because another person's happiness is theirs to bring to the relationship. But what I have found is that when I am living my deepest truth and I am going after what I want in life, as I am healing my wounds, looking at my trauma, and coming back to the relationship, holding space and closeness and intimacy, yet also playing to my sexual pull, that femininity, that's creating desire if the other person is also playing to their deepest masculine. So these are some things, as I said, that I have personally been learning as well. Um, Having balanced sexual energy has not done a lot for my relationships. But trusting and being in communion with my truest core allows for the possibility of true and real love. Love is openness. And true spirituality is the practice of love, the practice of openness. So what I have found is that as people, whether we identify more with the masculine or more with the feminine, we have to own our essence And we cannot hide our true desires. Otherwise, we are not able to relax into the openness of love and freedom. Uh, One of the things that I spoke about a couple months ago on Instagram was love and freedom are the same. The masculine searches out freedom. The feminine searches out love. Yet at the end of the day, they're the same things. 
the masculine and the feminine just come at those two things, right? For freedom and love, the combination of the two slightly differently, which again makes sense because the masculine and the feminine are different. Again, that's where conflict arises within the relationship. But we feel both freedom and love. We feel natural ease and unrestrained power within ourselves when we are true to our core, who we are at our core. In the future, we'll go a little bit deeper into sexual polarity, um, particularly for women staying open after a breakup really involves a lot of sexual polarity. It involves being open, being a radiant life force to the feminine in service to the feminine nature. Um, and we will continue to look at how we use sexual polarity to really cultivate the relationships that we are looking for, um, for both the connection and the intimacy to be strong, but yet also to allow the sexual attraction and desire to deeply flourish within our relationships so that we have more meaningful relationships. The, the meaning in our relationships is much deeper and where we are able to live at that true self with that true self. Um, I wanted to let you all know that the Create Love Freedom Members Club is open and you can go to the link in my Instagram bio, which is Create Love Freedom, and you can sign up there. It is a monthly subscription, um, which I am offering for $29 a month. And each month we are going to choose a new topic in order to really create the life, the love, and the freedom that we are looking for. Um, cultivating those relationships, both with ourselves through deep understanding, uh, with our partners or our spouses, um, with our children, with our friends, and within our careers to really create lives where we have deep meaning, where we have done a lot of healing of our wounds and our trauma so that we can really experience our deepest selves. Until next time.